JW Mega White Show. <laughs> I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you are in for a special Trixie birthday treat. Got some special calling guests coming in, getting geared up for a weekend of fun. Some Valentine's Day events in the next couple of weeks. We have the uh, comedy open mic here after the show. The Last Cafe is back on a Saturday, 2 o'clock. Six mics a week. Pretty busy. Busy, busy, busy. The weather is back. The good weather is back. The birthday celebrations are in place tonight at the uh, Golden Bull, as well as Amato's. So depending on which side of the Bay Bridge you are on, there was a birthday happening tonight. The beer festival is actually, there's a that beer festival that's happening tomorrow. That is at Fort Mason. Some DIY events, as well as Radio Habana. Very own Wyatt Axe is going to be playing there. 7 to 10 o'clock. That is right there on the corner of 22nd and Valencia. Ooh. Getting geared up for the weekend. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And we... Got the audience going crazy right now. And we are going to be playing back some tracks. We got Trixie Rasputin coming in here in the box here shortly with some snacks and many more. This is Loser Soup. This is No Escape. Beauty Radio. Beauty Radio. Friday. <laughs> Yeah. 
that that is loser soup playing tonight at the golden bowl with treasure treasures that's with a, a regular you <laughs> and um we got Trixie Rasputin here in the box here at 21st in Florida. Hello. Hey, hey. Hi. It's been a couple years. What's up, JW? Hey, you know what? Just ready for the, the weekend. This Friday show is so fun because I feel like after it's over, it's the weekend. It's I believe the weekend started yesterday. You're um you're a day behind. I think you're right that yeah. The the <laughs> Thursdays turn that weekend upside down and Thursday night. What did you do last night? Uh hmm. this feels um personal <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i can't even remember what i did last night that's awesome um i had such a busy day today i had to get all the laundry done you know how sometimes you just don't want to have to think about it at the end of the weekend so i really busted my ass i've been working pretty hard um yeah i know last night that nasab and the sheep played at bottom of the hill and uh, oh, right. it was the last that. unscrewable pooch show so I didn't make it out to that, um, unfortunately. But I bet it was amazing, and I think we should all go see those guys. Nick is in a band called Rainbow City Park, and they're going to be playing soon in San Francisco. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. It was called the Unscrewable Pooch. Yeah, but that was one of Daniel Bromp's bands, and I think that was their last show. Last that seems night. that seems fitting. The yeah. Unscrewable Pooch. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Well, I picked up a rug in Oakland last night. We get a personal. Okay. Well, this is this is where this was headed this whole time. <laughs> Wait, JW, what did you do last night? <laughs> I ended up going because um, that rug had at the um, you know the tiki desk been sitting out um it was originally for inside and i put it outside and it'd been sitting out there for so long that with all the storms and just being out there just all the fun details and the design was all faded away and it just basically looked like a wet rag that was out <laughs> so, and you took that home or? oh no no i got rid of that and then oh. i got it and then i got a new one last oh, night okay. yeah okay i got it i got it oh that's great yeah. So um, you did some some updating, some housekeeping. Yeah, I mean, I um, got a little birthday present for for Will tonight too. Oh wow! Yeah. So for anybody out there that's listening, we are going to Oakland this evening, right? We're going to Golden the Bowl. Golden Bowl, um, which is right off the Twelfth Street Bart stop. It's on Fourteenth. It's really like a three minute walk. And it's our good friend Will's birthday. I know you just played his band, Loser Soup. Um, but he's a really cool guy in the music scene around the Bay Area because he's really helpful and he's really good at music and he's like ready to fill in on so many bands. He plays bass whenever people need him. Um, but he's just an all-around great guy. So, yeah, people should uh, should join us if they would like to have a party this evening. There'll be a few party favors around there's going to be lots of partying going on and so another band that's on that list tonight is uh van goat so i was going to play one of their tracks i haven't yeah. seen van goat in probably since before the pandemic seen them live so I'm i've never so seen excited. them live they're really fun this is going to be fun yeah i don't know how i would describe their music like kind of old-timey but also kind of like swing Swing, I'm down for it. Yeah, I, I like to get down. It's really high energy. <laughs> Their singer Aiden gets pretty wild. 
Aiden. Aiden. All right, so we got some Van Co- Goat for you. Kicking Van Coot, ba- what? Van Goat. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking back in the box with Trixie Rasputin. Getting geared up for the birthday celebrations at Golden Bull tonight. The doors are at 7.30 or 8? Um, I think the doors are at 8 o'clock. Oh, they're 8. Yeah. Okay, so 8 and then show at 8.30. That is uh, mm-hmm. 13th and Broadway. That's right, the 12th Street Bart, if you need to take Bart, it's right there. On 14th, sorry. It's on 14th, nice, yeah. That's right downtown. Yep. Van Goat coming at you. That is Van Goat. Van Goat. That is fun. That is going to be at the Golden Bull tonight. Oh. That's going to be a big rager. A major rager. A major rager. It was put on by Trixie Rasputin Presents. Look that, at that. That's me. I just happen <laughs> to be right in the presence of Trixie Rasputin here at Mutiny Radio. As always, I have my phone out just ready to take a bazillion selfies of myself and JW. There it is. Yeah put on my on my social gosh you're media. just doing so many events they're just um 
you gotta be one of the hustlers. I mean, there's a lot of hustlers out here, but you're definitely. I'm a hustler, baby. One of the hustlers. Um. Yeah. You're you doing know. the. You're doing the. You're. You're booking birthday events. Sure. You're booking shows. I mean, rock and roll shows. You're booking. Head. Well, you You know, other farmers markets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Head West will be back in March. Um. I booked the music for Gentilly. I booked the music at Blue Light on Fridays and. Yeah, I like to put shows together. At this point, um, I feel like a big part of what I do is because people ask me to be involved in things that they want to see accomplished. So I really love that. I love being asked to help. And a lot of times that, you know, gives me gives me ideas I wouldn't have thought of. So um, I'm I'm also working on growing the scene a little bit outside of the city. So getting more acts from out of town to network with us ones that I really think people around here would like and that will work hard to bring you know bring it in the local scene that we have and then help other people that are leaving the city to go on tour with with their needs that's the that's the 2023 long game you could see that yeah mm-hmm. I mean um these small tours are really fun and it's a you know good place to start I, there's a lot of these bands you know they're really great and it's like man they need to be on tour a lot of these bands but yeah, I think that that's in the works for many of our our friends and and comrades here, Com- colleagues. Colleagues. <laughs> Com- comrades <laughs> doesn't that <laughs> reminds me of 1984. Um, rock stars. Yeah, the rock stars <laughs> in our local scene are awesome, and I think that touring for them would be great. Um, having gone on a tour with a band recently, I I see how much work it is. So it's really. I think very important for it to be planned out well, um, also to maybe be connected with some bigger bands along the way really helps. Um, you know, I think there's a whole art to how you organize a trip like that because it's basically a huge road trip with stops for fun. <laughs> and you know, it, if you like playing music, if you consider that fun, that's the, the fun stop. Um, yeah, I hope to go. Sounds again. like the dream. I hope to get on the road with some bands this year. I just can't imagine if um somebody met you, Trixie Rasputin, somewhere, maybe just in a more of a, you know, natural environment, maybe a cafe and be like, oh, yeah, hey, oh, nice to meet you. What was your name? Oh, Trixie. Oh, yeah, my name's Jonathan. Nice to meet you. Oh, hi, Jonathan. Yeah, or whatever. And, the, and you're talking and you're just like, oh, um, <clears throat> you're like, oh, yeah, what do you do? Oh, yeah, you know, I book shows. I'm like, oh, cool. That's neat. Um, Oh, yeah. Are you, oh, do you play music? Oh, yeah, I play music. Oh. Are you in a band? Yeah, yeah, I'm in a band. Are you on Spotify? Yeah. <laughs> so you're a rock star. <laughs> Wait, that's what I would say to Jonathan, right? No, that's what Jonathan would say to you. Oh. I think because it would just be like, just out of uh, when you first meet someone, it's just like, wow. I mean, just you're doing so many things. You're you're a musician. You're an artist. You're a booker. You're you're doing all these different things. And then Wait, are first, you talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> I mean, it... Yeah, I mean you. I'm messing with you. Yeah, I am. I am doing all those things. No, you're right. You're right. Um, sometimes I can't believe I'm doing all these things. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it happens. You know, you just um, you meet someone in kind of a natural kind of way, and and they're like, wow, this person is really something else. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, I have been coming up through the music scene for a long time, so I just kept following my my inspirations if you will. I mean, 
I don't think I really set out to make any of this happen in any specific way. It's just been, it's just been one day at a time, one idea at a time. I've been so, so lucky to meet you, Mr. JW, Megawig, um, <laughs> Mr. San Francisco, you know, people like you, people like our friend Will tonight and, and the bands that are playing and there's other people in the scene that, um, have become really valuable to me as confidants and also just event planning and I don't know I I'm excited about everything that's about to happen but I also look back and I'm thankful for every every person along the way and I was in a, a few different bands throughout the years in San Francisco that really gave me some insight into how the local venues work because that is a big piece of it the venues are really really important and some of the people that book at those have been doing their jobs for you know 20 years like like Lynn at bottom of the hill or i don't know people like that are pretty valuable and they don't necessarily get recognized and smaller bands don't even necessarily know who they are because they're not out there doing what i'm doing they're not shouting from the rooftops all the time but but i guess my point is it's not just me it's this whole network of people and i've just been really lucky to have met a lot of really cool awesome people that have helped helped me see my vision through and a lot of these bands want you to book their show because they know if you book the show that it's going to be a big rager. Because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pack it out in there. Um, and everyone... I think so. People are starting to realize that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all about. <sighs> Did you do that Dark Satellite one last weekend? Was mm-hmm, that you? Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was really fun. Dark Satellite is a great band. They just released. Huh. Um, Maybe we should actually play yeah, one of their tracks. I think huh? you should. They just released their. Um, their next EP, which is called Death of a Classic, and they have a really cool sound. And this this EP is is you can really hear the evolution of the sound, but it doesn't stray too far from where um, where they were on Alone with Everyone, which was their 2021 release. So yeah, I have a lot of respect for that band. I think they're working hard. It's a trio. I like that. They did a great job with Damper. At that That's right. Yeah, Damper. Did. That was fun. Damper was there. They're really cool. And Philip is in Damper, and that, that will all. Come oh, that's later right. Because Kim <clears throat> is coming to talk to us, and Kim uh, and Philip do an act together. Um, so, anyways, Philip Thornycroft is in a lot of local bands. I Alfie and the Breakfast Pigs. <laughs> I'm actually wearing one of their hats right now. Are you? This is one you of those hats oh, I just had. It. I just had to wear. Yeah. Alfie. And, Alvy, look at that. I saw it on someone's story. It's like, oh, look at it. It's Alvy from Alvy and the Breakfast Pigs. And he's trying to hide and can't hide. Alvy's kind of like, I've known him. Um, oh, my God. Okay, sorry. I got <laughs> distracted because I heard a message on my phone, and it's literally from Alvy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, who... It's about booking up Bottom of the Hill. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <clears throat> Breakfast well, Pigs. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. So. I mean, Dark Satellite and that show last weekend at the Parkside was so much fun. That was that Francisco. What was his name? Oh yeah, um, Christian Francisco. That was fun. Francisco. And you know, Tom from Tom from Damper, the band that opened, mm-hmm. his shirt just made me laugh. It said "sad music." It said "sad music." It was <laughs> really funny. He is kind of a sad boy. I think that band. But he's got the accomplishes sad boy really well. <laughs> he's got that nice, long, luscious hair though. Mm-hmm. Right? Why is he sad? Tom, cheer up! <laughs> if I had a mane like that. Well, actually, I kind of do. I don't have blonde hair. Naturally Not yet. Blonde hair, that's pretty impressive. Not yet. 
<laughs> he says that because he knows I'm on, well on my way to needing to tie my hair. No, not at all. Um, yeah, keep it natural. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like it natural. I think being a brunette's pretty cool. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I would say so. But I got a couple grays like sneaking around in there, and I think there will come a time where I just want to try something different. Maybe. Well, maybe that time will come eventually. Maybe. So this uh this band Dark Satellite got the uh their new record that was just released last week or maybe two weeks ago. Uh this is Death of a Classic. This is the titled track Death of as, as a of the Well, I guess I can't talk. <laughs> Death of a Classic. It's because I'm feeding you tiki time beer. That's what it is. I got tiki time in the box. Dark satellite. Oh try me out and wet me again. Cause this is the street.
Dark Satellite, Muni Radio FM, sitting in the box with Trixie Rasputin. Hey. Yes, Hi. and um, you got a little taste of Van Gogh um, before that track. That was that was fun. Um, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, when that came on, I was like, nope, that's definitely not Dark Satellite. But yeah, that was pretty funny. I'm like, wait a second, no, this isn't Dark Satellite. And so there was a there was a quick little 12 second teaser of Van Gogh who's going to be playing tonight at the Golden Bull for that is on 14th Street in downtown Oakland. Uh, the doors are going to be opening at eight. Show is going to be going on 8:39. That's when the bands are going to start. Great venue, um, close to the lake, close enough to the lake. Um, Close to BART, close to 12th Street BART. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have any plans tonight, you should come on down to the Golden Bull. You definitely should, especially if your name is Matt Hash and you're telling me you're too exhausted. <laughs> Matt Hash should come down. <laughs> right? We ha- we'll have a special um, prize for you. There's <laughs> we have a place in hell for people like you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what what song should I put on my story right now about being here in the studio with you? Gosh, you know what is like there's so many um songs. Maybe um Strawberries Strawberry Girls. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Strawberry Girls are <laughs> is a band that I really like and I think JW really likes them and a lot of people in the Bay Area really like them. Uh they're from Salinas and they totally really 805. Roll. 805 baby. I'll put on, uh, let's see. Wait, are you Santa Barbara? I went to school there at the UC. Ivy? Mm-hmm. Isla I Vista. Did, I did live in the Isla Vista. Um, let's put on the song on my story called Baby Sprite. Baby Sprite. So that is going to be on your story. Mm-hmm. And you know what? One of the things, I mean, Strawberry Girls is a song or a band with... um. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what their pronouns are or anything. Who? The Strawberry Girls. Oh, no, it's, a, but it's like, four dudes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, yeah, so. <laughs> They're not tripping about I love pronouns. that. And I love that. I like the, the contrast of that, of being a band called Strawberry Girls. Yeah, it's. And then it being a, a dudes, well, and it's fun. It's like, you listen to it, and you're like, oh, like Strawberry, or you see the band name, and you're like, oh, this is a bunch of girls. And then it's a bunch of dudes, and you're like, "Whoa, interesting. That's cool." It breaks down kind of that gender binary, and um, kind of similar to like Gumby's Junk. Um, you heard Gumby's Junk, right? Yeah, but I would say that the vibe of Strawberry Girls is definitely pretty masculine compared to Gumby's Junk, which is a non-binary experience. I think <laughs> in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't want to say I know that for sure about the people in the band, but but yes, I guess. I guess that is sort of happening in the name, at least with Strawberry Girls. But um, I don't know if that if that's part of like what they're. Yeah, I wonder. I'd be curious to like hear. I mean, how do you come up with a band name like Strawberry Girls? So I'm looking it up right now because that's they told fun. me they. It sounds like, delicious. Well, they told me why. They told me what it was from, <laughs> and I can't. Um, I can't remember. Their bass player Ian told me the reference and. It was at the end of the show, and I wanted to like get that in my brain, but later I could not, for the life of me, remember what song it came from. But it's a song lyric um, about Strawberry Girls, and I guess they really liked the lyric. Um, I like to call them Blueberry Boys. Honestly, I think that that name just works better. 
You know, now that you say it, this actual tiki time mm-hmm. tastes a little like strawberries. It does. Um, is it? Is it just me? I might be just tripping. No, it does. I thought it tasted like raspberries. I mean, like when when you said that, I'm like, man, this tastes like strawberries. So, also, Valentine's Day is coming up, it is. and there's a lot of Valentine's events that are happening. Valentine's happening here at Mutiny, happening in Sausalito, happening at Tiki Desk, and it's it's all happening. Um, we're doing a, uh, on the 15th, on February 15th, we are doing a video showing here. Um, we're turning Mutiny Radio into a, um, movie theater so people can come here and, uh, yeah. So February 15th. Yeah. Right here, right there, right where Pam's sitting right there. You sitting back. Hi, Pam. I didn't realize she was here. Yeah. So, and then that big white wall. We're going to be able to do that. We're going to set it up there, um, show some independent films, some feminist films. Um, Good. And do then, you know which ones right now? Um, I actually did get the, the notification. This is just like the coolest thing ever. Movie screenings with feminist um, commentary, comedy crawls, and showcases. John Hughes film screening with a feminist panel uh, crit- uh, critique starting Valentine's Day, 1215. This looks pretty fun. Well done. And then you then you are um, doing a Valentine's Day thing in Sausalito, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm putting my phone down. I get accused of looking at my phone too What's often. What's right? You're, you're just so into the social media. You're promoting all these things. I know. But it's like, am I turning into a bot? <laughs> no, you're not. Hey, you know what? Sometimes I feel that way with cookies, you know, and all that stuff. They know what you're looking at. Yeah. So. So yeah, so be careful what you're what you're searching. No, just kidding. Look at whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, Valentine's Day. Yes, uh, Stefan Kaplan, my good friend, who's in Nina Durango, he set up uh, a little showcase at his favorite cafe, which is um, he lives in Sausalito, so it's called Firehouse Coffee and Tea, and. I've been there once and it's really cute and apparently they want to do some music and so anyways he invited me to play and Kim Capria and Philip Thornycroft and Stefan will all be doing some some live music. I'll play a couple of my original tunes. Maybe I'll play a cover. I've had to think about um, how to be a musician again <laughs> because um, I every once in a while will play a solo show but then sometimes I kind of lose touch with practicing or kind of being up to speed on things like that. So, yeah, this is certainly a great excuse to get ready and do some intensive work on my piano and my voice. I used to have a really uh, easy voice. Like, it was easy for me to just start singing at any point in time, and now it's, you know, it's had some wear and tear. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to be playing with Nina Durango. You're going to be playing with Kim Capria. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be fun. I figure maybe we'll play one of their tracks. We can c- play a Kim Capria track. Oh, yeah. Are you going to play um, Brink? Brink, yeah. Yeah. Let's blast it, huh, blast for everyone out it. there. This girl, she's really talented. And we this might song be, was just released. She might be coming in to the station here shortly. Kimmy, we'll where are you? Kimmy is coming in. Woo! Kim Capria, Muni Radio. 
That wondering what you're doing. Baby, I worry. We're all wasting time. Life's too short to spend it all in a fight. I'm about to fall into the thick of it all. Keep me back under my skin. Just like it's another day. That is Kim Capria. Kimmy. Kimmy. And um, you're going to be playing with Kim uh, on Valentine's Day in Sausalito. Yeah. Do you know the, what's the name of the venue? Um, it's called Firehouse Coffee and Tea. It will be starting, I believe, at noon. Oh, and so it's an early show. It's, it's in the middle of the day. So it's a free show. It's not, um, I guess it's a concert, but it's really just the cafe scene. Um, I think it was just a good excuse for all of us to get together and play some music and, you know, delight some people on a holiday. So it'll be cool. I feel really honored to be when well, my name's listed anywhere with Kim's because she's, you know, we just heard her song. She's really talented. She's a great songwriter. Her live performances are amazing. I book her a lot because um, she gets requested. So, yeah, when she plays her, her music... Um, plays guitar and sings in a live setting. It's really special. I think she played at Capo's. Capo's? That was last night, Beach wasn't it? Last night, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of places around the city where live music is alive and well. Capo's, I know they book her a lot. Um, I, You know, I mentioned before, I book at Gentilly. Great place to go for live music on Fridays. The Blue Light and the Marina, also great on Fridays. Who's playing tonight? Austin. 
Austin Waz. Austin Waz. From wow. Analog Dog. So he's not going to be at the birthdays tonight. He's going to be doing his own thing. He'll be doing his own thing. Well, he probably (laughs) still could come to Oakland because that that show goes from six to eight. Um, But I have a feeling that he probably won't do both. Um, You know, (laughs) that's a lot for one night. But um, yeah, if he showed up, that would be really surprising and fun. I know his band has played Golden Bowl before. I've seen Analog Dog there. And they're playing in the Noise Pop Festival. So they are at bottom of the hill during noise pop, which is pretty awesome. Everyone should go see them. <sighs> noise pop. I know. I'm sorry. It's back, finally. I re- yeah, and I remember like mm, at least 10 years ago, potentially longer, the first time I like ever heard of noise pop, it was because somebody invited me to a show at bottom of the hill, and it was just people crawling out of the front door. Like it was so crowded, and in front of the club it was – you know, lines, and there was just such a cool energy. And then somebody said, yeah, this is noise pop. And it took me a really long time to even understand what that was. Um, but now I'm involved in some of their events, and, you know, I've seen it in action last year. And Benders, two, right? Didn't they do yeah, something at Benders? All the happy hours are at Benders, and I have a happy hour that will be listed um, pretty soon. So I'm presenting um, a noise pop happy hour. This is their 30th anniversary so I'm really lucky to be involved because it's a special year and I got to pick the bands um, myself. So I don't know if I should announce it yet because I'm, I'm still waiting to get all the It's official. a little teaser. Well, it's a teaser. Just but stay tuned. There's going to be um, bands that I know that you all will love and there's some artists that maybe you don't know as well on this bill. So that's um, pretty exciting. I'm trying to kind of open up the the platform a little bit to include more people so more great music noise pop is when when is that uh so it starts on february 20th oh wow that's pretty close it's coming up oh yeah their official announcements for everything i believe will go out on january 31st or february 1st so we'll be seeing a lot of promo for that and you can buy um a pass so that you can get into every show that's happening it's a whole week so it starts on the Monday and it goes through Sunday. Um, there are happy hours that are free, which I was saying that's what I'm involved in. But there's also, <laughs> you know, there's also shows at like most of the most of the clubs and especially like the mid-level places like Bottom of the Hill or um, the Rickshaw, that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah. So there's like the happy hour goes into the nighttime show. There's also after parties that have DJs and stuff like that. So it's a it's a really pretty fun week excited <laughs> that is really exciting there's yeah. so much happening in between too and so you're going to be playing <clears throat> at the fire side oh yeah firehouse coffee firehouse i mean that's going to happen you have the birthday show tonight mm-hmm. you have um the the valentine's i always yep. want to say halloween but it's valentine's <laughs> day if you wear a costume you can call it halloween i guess sometimes <laughs> but it can only be a costume made out of hearts that's the only exception. There it is. Costume on Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much this month. Uh, I can't think if I have something else in February, but March is going to pick up a couple shows, and then April there's going to be a lot of, a lot of Trixie Rasputin presents things for you guys to come to. So, yeah. 
That's exciting. <laughs> it is. It is. It's all in the works. It takes a lot of time to plan events and to create the promo materials that we need. And um, I'm not looking at a list, but I kind of have it in my head what's coming, but I just don't want to overwhelm everybody with like, go to this and go to this and go to this. I'll make sure everybody knows. You can follow me at Trixie Rasputin Presents and... I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty vocal about what's happening on there. Yeah, I know you're very, um, and then you have the newsletter. That's great. You mm-hmm. send out. Mm-hmm. It's great. There's something about getting an email. It's less intrusive. You know, it's like, it's there and. Yeah. You can open it or not open it. Yeah. You can write me back at that. Uh, oh, really? Address. I didn't realize that yeah, this whole time. You, you probably can. think I've been yeah. ghosting you. Huh? <laughs> How rude, JW. I'm right there. Just, don't, just remind me that you're out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm big on correspondence because I like I like people to know that what I'm doing is I am working on you know, building this this network, this community that I think is super important. I always wanted to be part of a music scene, so I decided to spend a little time trying to build one. And everybody that's involved in it's so cool, and I love it, and I'm happy that it's happening. Um, but I do always appreciate feedback from people who are involved in anything and um you know i like to be able to show people as well that it's really a person behind all of it it's really me and um you know that's that's goal is to keep it keep it like that i don't want it to ever be something that feels like it's just being produced by employees you know i don't have employees right now but there's there are a lot of people who would like to partner up and make this a bigger, you know, a, a bigger machine. And I am interested in that down the road for sure. I see that happening. But you want them to have that, that home, that that organic feeling when you go to a show that yeah. it's, and, not, and it's not some big corporate right. thing. Well, it's like such a balancing act too, because I can't go to every show um, as much as I want to. You know, I still really value um, overall wellness. I mean, that's a different conversation, of course, but, you know, like as a person in the world, it's like sometimes I need a night off or whatever. And you and you guys all know that who do go to the shows. I'm not at every single one, but um, you're at all the ones I'm at. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think we like the same kind of music. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. It's pretty rad. Um, Anyways, no, I'm I'm at a lot of the shows. I'm just saying it's like, um, you know, to create something bigger means giving away a little bit of it, letting someone else have some creative control, letting other people have their vision as well. And um, and that's the next step for Trixie Rasputin Presents. If it's, you know, if it's ever going to get any bigger, I really want that. And I could see us, you know, doing more as a presenter and a, and a promoter, just, just like what Noise Pop is. It's a, you know, that's a quote-unquote promoter. So... They have a pretty big team, but actually behind the scenes, it's, um, you know, it's the same people like in an office, like working that have been on that team for a long time. So there is some personal vibes, but it's at this point, 30 years into it, you know, it's a, it's a well-oiled machine. It's not just one person's ideas, you know, it's a lot of people's sweat and tears. 30 years. I mean, like noise pop is something that's everywhere, isn't it? Um, they do not everywhere, but at least I think they are in other cities and, um, they're connected with do the Bay, which is a really great website. And, um, you know, that's like their newsletter arm 
as far as I can tell, I don't I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but they have like a blog with Do the Bay and all kinds of information on there. So, yeah. As far as the eye could see. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Do the Bay is awesome because thirty of, years. Wow, that's yeah. a that's a long time. I mean, like I knew they've been around for a while, but thirty years. Wow. I, I had how... no idea it was that much until they told me this is 30 our 30th year. <laughs> it's like, wow. Did the first one, did the first year, was that like a house party? Honestly, I have no idea. We <laughs> should find out. It would be really interesting to get a little history of how Noise Pop got started. It was in somebody's garage. It was like this thing. It was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a festival in somebody's garage. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. But it's fun. I mean, like, I mean, when you came up with the idea, you know, with Trixie Rasputin, what you're doing, or something that, what was, do you remember the first thing that you ever booked or that you um, organized? Well, I mean, when I was in bands, I would say, okay, well, I booked my bands. At, you know, <laughs> I would I would be the one that emailed Hotel Utah or Bottom of the Hill or whatever. Um, I'm, but I'm trying to think where's the first place I ever played. And I think that was probably the Bazaar Cafe, which... Oh, I love that place. No, I'm wait, no, that's not the first one. I do love that place. Um, well, that was one of the first. No, actually what I'm thinking of was called the Brainwash. Oh which, no way. <laughs> which is gone now. This is so funny yeah. how this happens. You know what? Brainwash comes up quite a bit on the show. Dude, they had a banging music thing going oh on. Oh my there. god, they got they had something wild, you know, there and I always thought it would be there. I actually never went, but it was on Folsom Street. Anyone tuning yeah. in, we're talking about it. got Trixie Rasputin here in the box. We're talking about Brainwash. Mm-hmm. First thing you ever um, booked or played that yep. uh, was on Folsom Street. It was a laundromat slash cafe yes. slash venue. Yes. And so they used to host uh, comedy open mics there, somebody named Tony Sparks. Okay. Did you ever meet him? No, I, I know that name. Maybe so, from you, but... Yeah. I mean, it seems like a pretty... Pretty common name, huh? No, Tony Sparks. I don't think so. I don't know. Clint Sparks. Yeah, so, so I mean, what an interesting combination. You got somebody doing their laundry. Yep. You got somebody taking a bite of a burger and somebody telling a nasty joke. And then <laughs> right sometimes there. you get live music. I mean, I remember I never being... The music thing's cool. I never knew that. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool because, I mean, I didn't have other opportunities when I first moved to San Francisco. Um, I barely knew how to play music i didn't really know what i was doing but um i don't remember who told me like go play at brainwash you know they're pretty cool and i just you know would bring my keyboard in there and plug in and it was pretty amazing to me because they said oh yeah well we'll give you free beer and a meal (laughs) and that was the pay for the night and i was i was pumped i couldn't believe it i was like you're gonna actually feed me like, are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, the food was good there. So um, I think they also said if I wanted to, I could do a load of laundry. But um, A free load? Yeah, but I was like, look, I have already like <laughs> so much on my load. mind with like having to, you know, play this show. Uh. I've always had like kind of stage fright, so um, it hasn't gotten any better. If anything, it's gotten worse. But it's like I can't accomplish other things on the same day as a show, like, even being here right now with you, and it's not even like I'm playing, I'm not playing in the show later tonight, but just knowing that it's coming and that, you know, I'm going to be there and we're going. I'm like, I was like, I don't know if I can do this radio thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's, um, it's a miracle. It's cool. I mean, like, because the, the, well, I mean, the show isn't 
you know, six o'clock, we start up that open mic yeah. um, here at, at Muni. So we, we do, at Muni, we do six open mics a week. Dude. And you shows. set those and up? Uh, I wish I could say I do that. Yeah, we got uh, Pam. Pam does all that, and nice. I don't know how she deals with all these people. <laughs> Every I mean, time we say her name, she gives me this really cute wave from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> She's adorable. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's ambitious, but you know what? I've I've realized part of um, part of my ex- my growing experience, my turning into adult an adult experience, is realizing that. If you want to get something done, you have to do it. And there's really those just those are the two options in life. You can not do things because it's too much, or you can just do them. And you know, it sounds like that's what mutiny is doing. You guys are just following through on all of your cool ideas. And you have to do that. I mean, if people with the ideas don't follow through on them, nothing would ever happen. It's important and it's exciting. And and people who are making things happen and bringing other people into the fold are truly inspiring all of this. You know, San Francisco was, I think, supposed to be that kind of a place where arts are are flourishing. So, uh oh, J- I, I just saw I just, JW put a picture of me on his Instagram. Only story. close friends, though. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Phew. I know most of them. It's all right. I mean, like I just didn't know. I didn't. It was gonna. I was gonna go to sleep and I was gonna lose it. I thought it was oh. a good picture, but it's just on my close friends. So it it's just probably is a good picture. I'm not. I'm not tripping. No worries. My mom might see it. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, hi, mom. <laughs> Does she much. tune in every Friday? Who knows? You know, it's it's possible. I wanted my mom to tune in, and it is also possible. Except I didn't tell her. I didn't message her directly about it. Um, Did you tell your mom about me? Mm, no, that's what I'm saying. As I didn't, I should have. <laughs> I'll take that offline. That's really funny. So this, uh, <laughs> mom, I've been spending time with a radio DJ, which was my, which was the job I wanted to do when I was twelve. <laughs> that was like my dream job that I researched really? on career day. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what I'm gonna do when I grow up. Must well, be a DJ. I told my um. My dad, this actually a while ago, he said like, "Oh yeah, I've always wanted to move to the city, but you know, I'm just like, well, you're Let's not, do it. you're not dead yet, so you could still do it." Did he take well to that response? I think so. I mean, I mean, it's just in general. I mean, like, it's true. You're not. I dead. mean, you're, you're. None of us are dead. Anyone listening, we're all alive. So. You could be a DJ. And you could have your own radio show. Well, you know, the thing is, like, I guess I could. um, One thing I didn't realize about myself that sort of has become true over the course of my musical life (laughs) is that I'm not great with the knobs. Um, So, like, I'm looking at your board right here, and I can see how much functionality there is. And I know it's not that hard to, like, turn down one channel and turn up the other one. Um, but. I'm not as technical as I once thought I was, which is, you know, comes up a lot as a musician because I play piano. I'm often asked why I don't play synth. And it's because all the knobs scare the shit out of me. You can figure it out. <laughs> I know. That's what people always say. Oh, you but figure it out. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not great at that stuff. So this place is, I mean, anybody that's uh, tuning in, we do have a little bit of um, video here that we're, we're working on. Um, but we got a 
a retro vintage 1970s board here, which is, I mean, Mutiny, before it was Mutiny, it was a Pirate Cat Radio. It's the same original board. I mean, it's cool, but to be honest with you, this place has been holding on by a shoestring (laughs) for quite some time. That's what makes it so beautiful. It's like... It's it's glamorous. I mean, it's really the definition of glamour because that's what glamour is. It's like, I to me, true true glamour is vintage. It's romantic. It's a little bit tragic, but because it's so beautiful and and so real. Um, so I appreciate, I appreciate what you're working with. I know you're you're going to be upgrading some of the equipment, which is always great. I mean, you know, the sound. What's important is that the sound reached the listener. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. So we do have to update once in a while with that stuff. I know, you know, you, you've been through before. Um, also, what's great about being a part of a, you know, underground radio station like Uni Radio is that we're not NPR, so. I you can could say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, you could curse like a sailor. Ooh. You know, I actually do. Um, for some reason, I ha- that was the first F-bomb that's come out of my mouth since I've been here. But if you catch me on a different day, sometimes it's every other word, and I can't help myself. I don't. I don't know. It huh. Happens a lot when I'm on the phone with my mother. She doesn't like it. But <laughs> it's probably her fault, though. Pretty sure she was the first person I ever heard say that. I'm trying to remember the first person that I ever heard say that. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a memory of it. I'm just based on how she talked when <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> It's pretty, yeah. Um, yeah, like one of my friends when I was little, um, her mom, <laughs> We I would spend a lot of time at their house, and I remember her mom seemed really wholesome and sweet, and then it occurred to me that I never heard her say any curse words, and I remember asking my little friend, we were probably like eight, and I was like, doesn't your mom ever say bad words? And she was like, no, never. I would, like, you know, never, ever. And I was like, really? Wow. Um, I don't know. I guess we all grew up different. That's fun. Yeah. You know what's great is that with this um show tonight at the Golden Bull. Yeah. So when I say that I'm going, it puts it on my calendar and it just notified me on my email Whoa. that the show is happening in three hours. Whoa. That's it's technology cool. for you. Well, don't um I told my dad he does not like the AI spies out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> with s- everything with smartphones and everything. Gosh, no, 2011. All- oh, what happened in 2011? Um, I feel like that was kind of when the smartphone and having the email on your phone right. and the Facebook app. Google, kind of. I think technically it was probably more like 2009, 2010. I remember what you're saying. But then 2011, I felt like it became more like your phone, your email, your social media, your 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 LinkedIn wasn't much of a thing then. But Facebook like didn't have a smartphone in the band I was in. My old band, the Mudlords. What about the skates? The skates was also a band around that time, but it was the people. (laughs) It was Jason, Jason Herrero, who's now in Black Moon. he was really up my ass about not having a smartphone. He was like, I need you to be available when we have gigs. I need you to have a smartphone so that we can get the gig. 
because you take too long to respond and we're losing opportunities. Um, so yeah, so bold. I got peer pressured and bullied into getting a smartphone. I did not want one. I felt like it was going to be a mistake. And turns out this first day I got it, I fell in love with it. I was like, iPhone is amazing. I can't believe I've been living without it. You know, fast forward, whatever, 10 plus years. Um, I think we all can see the dark side of the phone, but <laughs> <laughs> I never imagined I would be looking at it so often. I never, ever realized that was going to be part of my day, was constantly looking at the screen. Yeah, I like to try to get out and walk around a bit. I know you're pretty active on the bicycle. Yeah, well, it's good for music, you know. Like, my sister gave me um, a set of AirPods, and that was one of the best gifts I've ever been given because they connect easily with the phone. And then when I'm riding my bike, I can just, I can talk to Siri through the AirPod. So I don't have to take my phone out while I'm biking to, like, change the music or make a phone call, anything really. That's pretty incredible. There was a comedian that came through here out, out of town um right uh, on a friday because we do the open mic on um fridays after six o'clock then we have the joke worship on monday but there was somebody that came through one friday gosh maybe six months ago and they based their whole four minute open mic set off of airpods really was it funny um i don't know i wonder <laughs> if pam i don't know was it funny do you remember that you know what i'm talking about the person that based their whole um skit off of a airpod about how they like their AirPods better than their boyfriend or something. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I have to. I have to remember. I wonder if I could dig through my Instagram archives and uh, and figure Wait, out did who you just it call was. Call it an archive. Is it not called something else? <laughs> did I say it wrong? I really wish this was an interactive program where we had like an audience that was actually going to yell back, like pronounced archive. Archive. Oh, I said it wrong. I yeah. think you should call it an archive forever. Archive. I archive. Love it. I've just never ever heard anyone pronounce. it. Yeah, I know. I, I archive. Yeah. And so I could go, I can go through. Um, I thought it was pretty silly, um, but I don't know. I mean, the open mic thing is fun. We're talking about getting really silly here. So yeah. we're doing a mixed open mic on Saturday, February 11th at the Tiki Desk. And we're having um, a comedian that's been through Mutiny and has performed at Last Cafe, which is uh, another... Um, show that we do at Mutiny at Alas Cafe on 20th in Alabama. So good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that. Literally, that the food, it's thinking about it, is making me starving. I was there the other day. I was. Um, I brought my laptop in to do some, oh, it's so good. some booking and stuff. And yeah, and I had the hummus platter, and it was delicious. It was excellent. Um, but they make all kinds of like, they make something called beetloaf. Beetloaf? Is that vegan? Yeah, it's like a sandwich like this crazy thing that kind of resembles meatloaf, but it's made out of beets. Oh, beetloaf. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so when I got here, um, JW <laughs> said that maybe he wanted to talk about some uh, personal life stuff. I don't know. I mean, like... What, what I want to say is this. Okay, I was... <laughs> 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 okay, um, some of you already know I have a Hinge profile, and you know this because I'm sure I come up on it because some of you come up on mine. So now we know we're all on there. Um, recently, someone came through my my feed on Hinge that it, it was already a maybe looking at the photos, but then the guy said, "Must like beats." And I, <laughs> Must like beats. Yeah, and I was I was basically like, "Can 
Can the word beets just not be in the profile? I don't want to think about anyone eating beets while I'm thinking about if I want to date you. I, I also <laughs> like beets. I just thought it was a really weird thing to say. I mean, I was like, why would we be already at, at do you eat beets? I mean, they turn your piss red. Like, can we not? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I mean... Maybe I'm just really hungry right now. I'm trying to think of the last thing that I've eaten today. But um, someone please bring some beets to the studio. Also, when you said beets, and I thought you were talking about like beets, like a like a drum beat or something. It, and then you have to see the word in your head: b e e t s. It was not the kind of beats that are on a, a record or in a song. It was the kind of beats that, um, like. They're grown out of the dirt. They're grown in the dirt, and they, they do taste good. They're a bitch to cook. It's nice <laughs> when someone else cooks them. <laughs> and they are healthy. It was just, um, I just, you know, now that I've seen a lot of profiles on there, I think I have a broader sense of where people are coming from. And this one really came out of left field because it just seemed, it seemed like a TMI, to be honest. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to know that you that you really love beats enough that that's some kind of deal breaker that seems intimate for yeah that seems pretty forward <laughs> it's like hey if you don't like beats and i don't want to hang out with you like come on really i think he really wanted people to know that he's into you know like organic farming or something i don't know i actually sounds pretty damn good to me right now but maybe i'm just in a beat mood oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like if you're sitting there you know laying on your bed yeah you know like swiping on hinge and you're trying to find somebody that you think that you'd be compatible with. Maybe you're not thinking about having beats. I'm definitely not thinking about having beats in that moment. No, <laughs> no, it was really, it really threw me out of what, where my head was. I guess it depends was. on what time of the day it was. <laughs> I don't know. Every, it, it was probably midday. That seems like my go-to time. Um, you should just make up like your own <laughs> own version of um <laughs> make up your own version of an online dating site like oh no uh -uh. No? would you you would do that <clears throat> i know some people oh that maybe God. have the, made up their own i was version. the face you made made it seem like you already have a, a platform out there there's some pretty funny people coming through here oh my and God, uh funny. <laughs> i mean there's plenty of ways that you can get a date i actually was talking to my cousin um, you know, because I am single. I don't know. I never said that before in the air. Uh, so I know the crowd goes silent because it's places like I'm, I'm at Whole Foods in Lake Merritt. Oh. And I'm talking to my, you know, cousin who's a UPS driver. I remember thinking, you know, because he's married, he has kids. Absolutely. Of course he is. I mean, find me a UPS driver that's not married with kids. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't do. want to marry a UPS That's driver? Exactly, it's like you are a hot commodity. You're not going. You're going to get swept up. You're coming home with a package every night. I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great job, and it's it's it signifies you want something stable in your life, which is, you know, the hallmark of why anyone would want to get married. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just you know I'm thinking you know if you're do what you know what you're doing or what I'm doing, you're kind of. You're at home. You're promoting all this stuff through. I mean, you meet plenty of people. I mean, but I was thinking, it's like, man, you know what? If I was bagging groceries at this Whole Foods, I'd be meeting more people. Yes, than I used anybody to meet, else. I used to meet people more easily in my old life. 
um, I worked in a restaurant and I, I actually didn't really get a lot of dates from like customers. Really, there was one um, that was significant or lasting, I would say, but um, which was cool. But mostly it was just the lifestyle of being actively out like with friends after work. That's where all this stuff happened. And like dating coworkers was a real thing, you know, and we don't have that really. You, well, maybe you do. I don't really have quote unquote coworkers. I have all, you know, a huge, a huge pool of people that I'm friends with. But um, That's awesome. It could be part of it. Who is it? Is it Kim? No, it's not. It's my friend Lawrence from, he's, he just joined a band called Tess Steven. Tess Steven. Details. Tess Stevens. Sorry. Her name is Tess. Anyways, he must not be listening in on the show unless he's. Yeah, he probably isn't. He probably wants. And to he's know. welcome to call in yeah. if you text him the number. So, since we're getting silly here, and you were talking about you know dating and and that whole thing, we'll get talking about that. I know Valentine's Day is coming out for all those single people. We're gonna be playing back a track, a really silly track. We're gonna be hope um, hosting a tiki desk open mic. It's gonna be a mixed mic comedy and uh, music, and we're gonna be featuring. Um, Elliot Racine and Stephanie Block, who's been at Last Cafe um, and performed there. That's where I met her. And um, this is Elliot Racine, and this song is called Give a Fuck, because we are an underground radio station, <laughs> and we can play whatever the fuck we want. And so it is good to give a fuck. I mean, some days you don't <laughs> want to, but most days you should. This is going to be really, really silly. Imagine if everybody gave a fuck. What kind of world that might be. <laughs>
is Elliot Racine. It's going to be the featured one of the featured performers for the Tiki Desk Valentine's Day edition. Um, yeah, DM uh, Muti Radio or Mr. San Francisco JW Blunt to sign up for the open mic. We are going to be hosting a um, At Last Cafe um, that Saturday, but this will be an evening um, open mic. We're going to be having a house keyboard, weighted keyboard, and a guitar. We're going to have a bunch of guitars. I mean, I got enough guitars there. Um, yeah. I mean, come on through. Come on through. Play a song. Tell a comedic tale. Ooh, I have a few of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, you got some great kidding. ones. I'm I not just, a comedian, but I wish I was. I mean, there's so many funny people that come through here, and I just... I don't know. With music, it's a little bit more like, hey, you read a song and, you know, when you tell a joke, you could try to tell someone else's joke, but it's not going to sound like it. But with music, it's similar to where, you know, you play, you could try to play, if Loser Soup trying to cover a Kim Capria song. Oh, that's the goal, right? It's not going <laughs> to sound like Kim Capria. But we're trying to get them to do that. Yeah, I think that would be fun. And so that's the thing what's really fun about open mics, too. And I, I there was one time, actually, um, I was at this open mic, and it was, hey, do some of this person, these person's jokes. And so this comedian went up, and they knew this person, this other Ooh. comedian's jokes, so they went and did their jokes. Wow. And I, I think... I didn't realize that was a thing in comedy. You know what? Is I think it should be more of a thing. But maybe with comedy, it's different. I think with music, I mean, I'm a big... You know, I'm a Sinatra fan. Um, some people are kind of not. <laughs> when I the day I met you at, um, well, the day I realized who you were at, um, it was at Mom's? Bottoms Up, remember? And we were eating. You had ordered the tater tots, and Silk Road <laughs> Truckers was this? playing. Of course, because I was like, "There's that guy." I guess it was the first time I really remember talking to you, and I was like, "It's the Sinatra guy," because you oh, had that's the, so nice. You had your I love that vibe going like so hardcore, and I was like, "This guy." Looks like he stepped right out of 1945. <laughs> so cool. Oh my gosh, that's cool. That's really <laughs> flattering. Thank you. I mean, Frank Sinatra is a big influence of mine. Some people are not about the Italian mob, and um, what? Who? The whole thing. Yeah, but we were talking about it earlier. You know, well, what's not to? I was with somebody I mean, else, not with you, but I was talking with somebody else about it, and so people are kind of put off about some things that Sinatra did. Well, I didn't live course. during that time. He was an asshole, but. Like in like in the most lovable way, because look at what he contributed to music. I mean, he had so many girlfriends, but also a wife and children. Yeah, that's why people don't like him, right? They do something else. I am not entirely sure. I mean, like I don't know. I mean, you seem like a pretty class act guy. He didn't, I don't know if he won any Oscars or or, or not Oscars, but um, not the Oscars. That's for for the actors. Grammys. Grammys. The Grammys. I don't think he won anything. Um. But I think you got to take it into con like the context of when he was around, and oh, that's what it is. That's what I was making the comparison. So Sinatra resolved a lot of 
material that was written before. And so, I don't know. I think that's cool. I mean, even, you know, Presley and a lot of, even the Stones, like they didn't write No Satisfaction. Somebody, Hey Joe, Jimi Hendrix, he didn't write yeah. Hey Joe. A lot I of mean, that came from the, the blues and, and standards, right? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's where the, I think the debate rages on about, <laughs> what did I just say? The debate rages on, that's what I was trying to get out of my mouth. Um, just about, you know, certain musicians borrowing styles from people that never got recognized for what they contributed. But in terms of like how the law works and copyright, you know, you only need 175 years to pass, I think, before something common becomes... Common domain? Huh? It becomes common domain, common right? Common domain, yeah. So, you know... I don't, I don't know how old the songs are that some of those bands have covered back in the 50s or whatever. But, I mean, honestly, I totally see, I completely <clears throat> see the both sides of, of ugh. <laughs> okay, I don't like that expression because Donald Trump made that expression. Really oh, he didn't? I didn't even put that together. Well, I, well you're also not... I want to be PC because I fucking really care about people and I just like don't ever want to be aligned with, you know, values that don't support progress and that don't support... You know, seeing why people have these kind of um, like issues, why what culture even exists is because we need it. We need to point out that certain things in the past were not up to snuff and, you know, they needed to be, we need to be better than that now. Um, however, I do tend to think it's really great that, that we know about a lot of this old music and the artists you're mentioning did give that to the masses. So now we're at a place where we kind of need to go, okay, we now we know about those old-timey you know, standards and whatever. We should credit who really wrote them. Absolutely. We yeah. should listen to the original recordings, you know, the, the Robert Johnsons of the world, those kind of people. Oh, that, so glad that you know you that. You know, that brought that music really... So Cream did that. I mean, so Cream, um, anybody, you know, Eric Clapton, 1960s, yeah. uh, Crossroads. And so that was a Robert Johnson cover. And that's, I think, part of what made him, because he credited it. And think about it. He was from London. He was like a UK guy. For a UK band to be covering yeah. someone like that and, the you know, and the, the Delta Blues. Like, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is like, what you know, we love that. We love the Delta Blues in America and worldwide because of bands like Cream or, or, you know, any of these other artists that we're talking about gave us that reference point, you know. But if you go back and listen to who created it in the first place, it sounds completely different and it sounds like, oh, wow. Like, I think both artists deserve credit. I think both deserve to, to be recognized for their contribution. But really the originators of a lot of that music, the, the blues, you know, it's people who are long gone and will never get their due. But I wish that they could, you know, and I think it's really important for us now to acknowledge and, and just to listen to, because if you're only hearing it from the more modern take from a rock band, you don't realize, oh, wow, you know, that was just played on like a guitar that sounds like a guy sitting on a porch. Literally just sounds like a, a guy that... Is like, you know, <laughs> that you could be sitting next to on the porch with him 
and and it you know you can feel the heat you can feel like everything in those recordings so is this when kim capria walks in and plays a song she's supposed to yeah <laughs> i just get she told me but, um, like a while ago that she was almost here and i i feel that she lives only a few blocks oh yeah no yeah I don't so know what she's doing but. so it's really funny so someone had said this and i forget where i read it because when robert johnson and i know better now to not refer to Robert Johnson as Robert Johnson because Robert Johnson, that's a pretty common name. Oh, you know, come on. If you're a, in the music world and you don't know I mean, what that's referencing, though. Yeah, I mean, so... If people, I know it, that means it's pretty, like, common. Yeah, no, totally. You should know that. I mean, it should be pretty common. He's one of the biggest legends. Um, and so I started referring to Robert Johnson as the king of the Delta Blues because that's, you know, and... And so when he, you know, recorded all these tracks in San Antonio, Texas, it was back when they recorded on vinyl. And so when they did that, they actually heated up the disc in an oven. No way. And it vibrated it and made it so that you, so it, it imprinted onto the thing. I mean, that's wow. 1936. So electric guitars were so rare back then. They weren't a rare, they were a very rare thing. Yeah. So the theory is, is that if, you know, Robert Johnson, if he was playing electric guitar, if it was plugged in, that it would have been just fucking rock and roll. It would have been just like, whoa. Yeah. Because he was doing that slide. He was doing all the slide and all that. When you hear it, um, it sounds like there's two guitar players. It's like, man, what is going on here? This guy was, he didn't play the guitar the way you were supposed to. Right. So he's kind of, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's amazing. I mean, that's someone's opinion. No, I think that, that makes sense when you listen to some of it. Absolutely. And whatever. I mean, you know, everybody can listen to all this stuff because we actually have access to these old recordings. People have archived it and put it out there so that you can listen to it. Now you can make your own decision and formulate your own opinion about it. You know, I have a lot of respect for people that have heard that music and then turned it into something that, you know, their own interpretation of it. Which is the, that is the sticking point though, because when people think, well, is that fair to take someone else's work and reinvent it and then make profit off of it, you know, and that is how a lot of rock and roll bands got their start back in the day. Now we're actually really lucky that we have rock and roll bands that make original music because it's truly original, but we are being influenced by bands like, you know, from the sixties that were influenced by this old blues material. So I don't know. I think American music is pretty amazing because it has that. If it weren't for the blues, we wouldn't have anything. That was, you know, that's the backbone. So those artists should be celebrated. They should be known. Um, if I played guitar, I would probably listen to that stuff more, um, just as like a reference point, you know. Um, there yeah. was there was somebody that came through in 2019. It was right before pandemic and they did a killers cover god i love the killers and <clears throat> and so you know we're talking about common domain yeah and so da, 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 da. so that's what that song is is like um is the killer song is it, it sounded just like like a common domain song Oh, cause I'm Mr. Brightside. Oh, 
I know I the song you're, you're referencing, but I can't think of what it's called. It's Mr. Brightside. No, I know, but I mean the original. Song yeah, I can't song. remember either, but I was just like, you know what? That is like some ancient foreign song that they just redid. Um, also, classical music. You know, as I as I got um, as I got older. So I mean, like punk rock, I felt like it was a gateway for a young guitar player. That you know, I was you know, playing power chords is something you don't need to be Joe Satriani to play. You right. could just play a power chord, and so. Green Day's um, Basket Case. Stop. The, you mean Dookie, the best record ever? <laughs> like, so, so seminal and formative for like so many people. That one is like... That's a great album. <clears throat> that is like um, Canon D. It's, um, it's um, a really old classical song that was written on piano. But if you turn it into power chords... Yeah. Well, How does it go? I mean, do you have the time to listen to me? I mean, I think isn't there um, okay. isn't there a theory that like there's like a four chord progression that basically it doesn't matter what key you play in, but it permeates all of pop music. It's a very it's like the same, you know, the same progression no matter what key the song is in. And that's how the best pop songs get written because the formula is such that these four chords together just sound awesome you know so i don't know i don't know the progression um but it's like four specific chords that you can that you can like do a mashup of all the popular you know recent pop oh yeah and they all they all use it i mean i don't think that's a bad thing to discover that there are patterns that work for us as you know humans any money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, Eddie Money has the song about uh, rendez- making a rendezvous, right? Um, oh, I'm sure. I mean. Um, or is that Foreigner? No, I'm forgetting what song Eddie Money sings. Is it? Well, I'm thinking of, in particular, I'm thinking of Take Me Home Tonight. Oh, that's a good one. Which I um, was really interesting, you know. So, are you familiar with the Ronettes? They're the, yeah. Be my little baby. Mm-hmm. And so it was funny. Yeah, so what's funny is that be my, be my, be my little baby. So, yeah, so like the, uh, for the take me home tonight, I didn't realize that that was part of the song. It's like, um, take me home tonight. It yeah. will be just like Ronnet's song. Da, da, da. Be oh. my little baby. Oh, there you go. So he's like, a it's a direct reference. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's really, um, It's interesting all you were talking about like it's cool. I feel like if you if you reference some you're referencing someone's song, you're giving them credit for the inspiration. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's maybe what what might have been missing for a while in the music industry is that there was you know, a lot of influences, but there weren't there wasn't the internet, you know, when when the music industry in this country really started to take off, there wasn't an internet for everybody to be able to look up, like, where's the origin of this? You know, so, and I don't think that they talked about it. I don't think record labels thought that was important. You know, we have a certain history that I, I'm sure artists were, um, you know, not even entirely in charge of whether or not that information got out there. So, 
now we're at a point where it's like there's nothing really new under the sun. Everything with art with music has probably been done. I mean, you know, you go back to listen to classical music. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mozart like nailed any chord progression that you could ever find in any modern music. But doesn't mean there's not value in playing it today and in an artist create, you know, creating something original with that as their as their palette and their um, their canvas. You know, I mean, even if you even if you get into some of the other scales, right? Like we think about, okay, well, Western music uses a certain scale and then Eastern music has a different scale. All of that has already been written as well. So until somebody discovers that there's a different, actually somehow a different scale, you know, you're not going to create anything that's not already probably in a song somewhere in the history of songwriting. But it's just like, I mean, there's like, um, have you ever heard of the Library of, of Babel? There's like a... What? There's like a book about this idea that there's every thought that could ever be expressed is already in a library. It's a science fiction concept. <laughs> but somebody actually cataloged this concept, created an algorithm with, you know, the tools of, that are available now. And there's, there's literally like a place online where any particular thought that you could ever have is already cataloged in this, in this imaginary <laughs> library. So, I mean, you know, it's kind what of What is like, it called? It's called the Library of Babel. That sounds interesting. I want to read into that. It's kind Will there of be a Trixie by Babel <laughs> one time? One day there'll be a, oh, you have your own book. Because I'm babbling right now? No, a Trixie <laughs> Babel. Yeah. No, I mean, it could a be Bible, like a Bible, maybe. Bible. The yeah. Bible of how to live in, <laughs> in San Francisco in 2023. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I mean, don't know. You, what you heard of this Boston Be a Man? Mm-mm. I mean, there's this guy that goes around and <clears throat> he says it. It's like he says the same thing every time. And this guy's totally viral. And so basically, it's like, hey, go to your, or it's like basically, go to your in laws, take a dump, and don't flush. Oh, no. Be a man. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, we're, we're oh, just like outlandish shit that no one would ever do, but <laughs> maybe you kind of want to. <laughs> I remember one time oh, yeah. I was at, um, I was at a family gathering. It was my dad's girlfriend's parents' house. And there was a her nephew who I used to have like the biggest crush on when I was a little kid. He was like twenty and I was like fourteen. And I Did you <laughs> and I know? used the bathroom. No, I used the bathroom though at this house and it was like an old house out in the country. <laughs> and I completely clogged that toilet. <laughs> And I remember I was just dying because I was like, no, not while Danny's here. No. <laughs> like, that was all I cared about. I didn't care about, like, in-laws or anything. I was just like, the cute guy is in the house. Like, wow, this is so embarrassing. But, you know, now looking back on it, it's like those embarrassing moments. I mean, your your guy that you're just talking about kind of has it right. It's like you got to make friends with the embarrassing moments. You got to make yeah. friends with the shadow or whatever, like just basically without those moments, you don't have any character, you know, it's how you get through those times that define who you become in life. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this guy's pretty far out. I mean, you have Mexican food that's too spicy. Take your shirt off. <laughs> Be a man. <laughs> I'm just like, this is, doesn't even make any sense. This guy is just like going viral. Like everyone, 
it's pretty it's pretty silly. I just think that it's got to be a Trixie quote. I mean, you know, maybe I need to start a TikTok and just say one-liners that are ridiculous, perhaps. But I'm not sure that that's what I would like to be known for, though. No. I mean, that's the thing about going that's viral true. for one-liners is that that's your, that's who you are, you know? At that point, that's your, that's your legacy. I like, I like what, what I'm working on. I like being known for what I'm already doing, which is... The music. The music. The community. Getting bands to have relevance. You know, I mean, it's important. It was always <laughs> important to me, and I think it's important to the bands that they they have significance, that it's not for nothing. So much work being in a band, so much work just to play one show, all the blood, Drums. sweat, and tears. Yeah, carting the equipment is one part of it. You know, being there all night. Like right now, the bands are probably loading in for the show at the Golden Bowl, and we're like sitting here drinking beers. They're probably carting gear right now. <laughs> and some of them aren't going to play till 11. It's like such a hard knock life for a musician. But, you know, it does matter. It is important. And that's why people like you and me do what we do. Because we want we want to make sure other people recognize that. And, you know, give people hope. I've, I have found that most musical people that pursue that passion oftentimes are really good people not always i mean you know there's bad seeds everywhere but i feel like my music friends my music community i can trust and i know that their heart are generally in the right place keeping the arts alive is the only way that other marginalized communities can have a voice is through the arts that's exactly why it's important because there's nothing without the arts, you know? So I feel like the DIY scene is super important because we can make the rules as we go along. The bands that we support, they're not being told what to play or what to say on stage or how to act. They have complete freedom, and the venues allow that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if, honestly, I feel like if one of the bands tonight lit a cigarette on stage that the venue might just let it go. You know what I mean? Not that we should do that, but I remember seeing John Dwyer from the OCs do that inside of the chapel. Nobody stopped him. And, you know, it wasn't because it's, like, so cool to light a cigarette. It's because in that moment, you know, it's like this guy is is creating a vibe. and an experience. An experience yeah. for people. So if he wants to have a cigarette while he's doing it, you know, if you live in a black and white world, it's like the rules are you can't smoke inside. And I think that's a good rule. I personally love that we can't smoke inside. It's gross. I like smoking, but not <laughs> indoors. It smells, you know, and it makes your clothes smell. But I feel like... smoking outside the Golden Bull in a couple hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, uh, but in that environment, I felt like, you know, the point is that this one guy doing this once, that little that little act of rebellion is indicative and it's indicative of a bigger rebellion that has to take place within the rock and roll scene within the hip-hop scene within any kind of like <coughs> arts community people have to feel empowered to do something looks like we got a call oh hey <clears throat> mini radio this is the candy band and trixie rasputin Hey, what's up, J-Dub? Oh. <laughs> hey, who's this? It's Lauren. 
Hi, Lawrence. What is going on? Oh, wow. Wow. They, there's all these calls coming in right now. Hey. I'm glad you, are you going to be at the show later? Uh, I am going to be at the show later. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on my way home from, uh, from work at the moment. Just gonna are you chill. playing in the, one of the bands tonight? No, I am not. Not tonight, at least. Lawrence, what I band are you with, in? I am playing with Stevens in the detail. Next week, up on the hill. February 3rd, Friday. Next Friday, but, uh, which is the 3rd. The third, exactly. But uh, now I'm just in uh, in party mode tonight. Party Perfect. mode. Party, party mode, mode is where we want everybody who's coming to the Golden Bowl to be. It's very important exactly. that you show up at the Golden Bowl ready for party mode. Um, but Lawrence, tell us a little bit about Tess Stevens and the details. I know you just joined that band recently, and you mentioned you're playing next week. Uh, I did. Uh, Tess actually should be calling in, too. Oh, I think that's actually what who else was trying to call in. There was somebody cool. else trying to call in at the same time. <laughs> yeah, tell her not to give up. We're just <clears throat> JW and I have just been shooting the shit for like I don't know, forty five <laughs> minutes. He really let me ramble on and on. It's actually about an hour and a half. <laughs> it's going by pretty quick yeah. though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time flies, you know, when you're uh, having fun and good company. That's right. Um, for sure. But yeah, no, it's Tiki been great. time. Um, I just joined the band recently, and uh, you know Tess has been super cool, super nice, and supportive, <clears> as uh, uh, as have uh, the other ma- members, uh, Gideon and Dustin, as well. And uh, yeah, it's just fucking pop punk, classic punk, just straight classic up rock and roll. Punk. Really cool. You know? What's the um, what's the handle if people want to look that up? Oh, it's uh, at uh, T S and the details Tess on Instagram. And... Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We should, like, yeah. I don't know if, if Mutiny lists or on these episodes if you list anybody that's called in, like, stuff like that, but that would be good to list. Because I'm pretty stoked because I, I, I booked Tess a long time ago for some gigs and then she needed a bass player and um, Lawrence plays bass. Um, so I feel I feel very much like, like, a, like a school teacher, like, seeing my class, like, <laughs> hanging yeah. out with my classes have intermingled and now they're starting their own band oh yeah <laughs> it's cool um that's just just uh speaking of what she just texted me she's getting a busy signal could we like oh yeah her so or? you know what it's yeah. actually patch we don't have in. the ability to uh is there a way i could patch her in i'm gonna have to hang up on you oh um, that, that, that's okay uh, hey, I, we'll I, see I you at the show the we'll spotlight. see you at golden bull all right Hi, i'm gonna Lawrence. get i'm gonna see you, there. see you there all right see you guys soon tess Hello. Hey, Hi, this is Steven. this is the Candy Man and Trixie Rasputin at Muni Radio. How's it going? I heard you're playing a big show next week. Hey, yes, I am. It's so nice to uh, to talk to y'all. Yeah, we, uh, me and the details, including Lawrence, who I hear is around. Uh, we're <laughs> we the just talked to him next Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's that's really close. I mean, we're right here in the mission. That's uh, I mean, you could, that's right over the hill. I mean, that's right at the bottom of the hill. Exactly what? right. <laughs> Tess, yeah. I can't wait. I'll be there. I'm excited to see you guys. Um, I was just, I've actually talked about you a couple times tonight because I mentioned it earlier in this, which which was completely random that Lawrence hit me up, actually. I don't know that he, I don't know if he was listening or not, but I just kind of, like, it just came out of my mouth. Like, yeah, there was somebody I used to book named Tess, and now my friend Lawrence plays in her band. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see what you guys are doing. I'm going to yeah, be there. A, I don't have anything world. else on Friday. I don't have anything going on. And I mean, after the show. Now you do. You have, have plans, <clears throat> JW. We have the, um, we actually host a uh, open mic comedy uh, 
show after this show. So it's so fun. A you lot of times. You can do all of it. You can do this show. You can do the open mic from six to eight, right? And yeah. then go to the bottom of the hill to see Tess Stevens and the details at probably 830. Is that what time it starts? Um, it is going to be a little bit later, but the band that we're playing with, uh, Skating Pod, Polly, is headlining. Um, but yeah, nine, nine, nine something, but there's cool. bands from L.A. playing beforehand, and it's just going to be a fun punk rock show. We're really excited. It's kind of our first thing, our first foray uh, as a full full group, um, and I usually uh, play by myself, so it's really great to have uh, have three really awesome uh, guys with me, and uh, it's going to be a really fun set. We're, we're super stoked. Hell yeah. Love it. Awesome. I'm so excited for you. This is great. Cool. Well, hey, I'm looking forward Thank to you. meeting you next week. I know you probably got to gear up for the show. Um, yeah, but thanks for thanks for calling in. We got to have you through the station one of these days if you're around. Yeah, for sure. Sure. We'll, we'll come hang out. And uh, my uh, EP, Patient 139, is out on uh, all platforms. You can listen to it wherever you want. And uh, we'll play some songs from that and songs from the upcoming record that uh, that's coming out this year that no one's ever heard. So um, we're excited. And uh, shout out to um, Dustin, who's playing lead guitar. He's in a band called Pity Party. Um, and uh, my drummer Gideon uh, is in a, a wonderful, uh, amazing, uh, accidental thrash metal band called Lipstick. Accidental. So check those guys out. Cool. Um, and we have lovely Lawrence on bass. So yeah, it's a really a great group and um, really fun. And we've been having a blast in the practice room, and we can't wait to play for everybody. So thanks for thinking of us, Turkey yeah. and then oh, the yeah. radio crew. Really yeah. appreciate it. It's yeah. been you've been you know the show's been on my mind because um, just seemed like. I, I know that you've been working on this for a long time and so like hearing it all come together knowing that you're working with Lawrence and like just that you guys are out in the scene now it's really really cool I can't wait to just have you like in the rotation you know what I mean and to see it live it's gonna be really fun I've never seen you in a band I mean I remember talking to you about that <laughs> so long ago how you were like yeah I'm getting the band together I'm working on the album and of course there's been a lot of like delays because of the last couple of years so this is for me this feels like a i mean i have nothing to do with it but it also feels like a personal like win yeah. that you're that you're finally getting to the bottom of the hill you know so i'm i'm proud yeah. of you guys i'm excited Thank for you, you. <laughs> yeah it's been quite a journey but you know work with really amazing people and uh i've written songs with some of my favorite people on the planet and now i get to play those songs with with people who are uh, just as excited and dedicated and ready to like put on a show, um, we're, we're we're coming, you know, coming to play. So uh, it'll be entertaining at the very least, and at the very most, you'll find some songs that you love. So awesome. it's, it's a good bill and um, great to play a Friday night at that venue. It's so legendary, and we're we're very very blessed. And I remember those early shows, Trixie. Like you heard my stuff and spoke to me. I played at like Salesforce. Uh, in the park and um, in yep. uh, restaurants, and you got me some great paying gigs. So big ups to Trixie, thank yeah. you for that. Uh, during the pandemic, when you know no one could see, hear, do music, um, and of course I chose to release my EP in uh, March of 2020. So that was great timing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the last that's time uh, at that park <clears throat> where um, I had booked myself. And I never played there before that, but I was like, yeah, March 6, 2020, like, that seems like a good date. And then it was just completely right. empty and it was so spooky and like, you know, it's such a weird time. It's like amazing that we've all lasted through that time. It's, it's even more special now because of what 
you know, what it could have. I mean, you know, you easily could have moved or I could have moved anything like that. So it's awesome. Totally. We're, yeah. we're all here. We're doing hey, it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for calling in. I'm definitely going to be at your show next week. And uh, we're going to be heading to um, Golden Bull with um, some cupcakes. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. But um, go get those. we're going to be getting some cupcakes and heading there. Um, awesome. We're, uh, we're playing the Golden Bull on the 28th of February as well. So if anyone's in Oakland during the week, if you're uh, not at the, the turnstile show, <laughs> come see some, uh, you know, punk rock uh, down on the ground. Uh, but yeah, we, we, love, we love that place too. And uh, just love live music and uh, it's going to be a party. And we're just come say hello and um, talk to us. And uh, we've got some t-shirts and stickers and fun stuff. And sometimes I'll give stuff away for free if, if you're nice. So. Uh, uh-huh. Sounds like nice. a massive rage. I love free stuff. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you all so much for having me on. And um, uh, I'll, I'll give the boys uh, your regards. And, and thank you again for doing so much for live music, Trixie and, and Mutiny Radio. Like, it's, it's very cool. So we're we're very excited. And um, thanks so much for having me on. Can't wait to see you at the show. Okay. All right. Bye, yeah. Tess. All see right. Ya. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in to the JW Megawag Show. We are going to be coming up here. We've just got a comedy open mic, little comedy battle coming up here shortly. We're going to play some sweet tunes for you. Uh, up until then, as we count down um, the minutes to the comedy battle, Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And we got some Strawberry Girls and much more coming up. Strawberry Girls. First kiss? Mm, good one. That seems appropriate for Valentine's Day. And there it goes. Strawberry Girls.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Go Namaste Every Monday at 6pm It's Joke Workshop Streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm Lift the veil From your third eye On joke creation And what it takes to be a stand-up comic In the five Shakasanas Of San Francisco's comedy scene This all-ages open mic Invites comedy Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends for Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. 
the year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. Go inside your mind and find a time that you miss. And just think about the steel in your fist. It's just an extension of your arm. It's that ghetto type of charm that makes all the homeboys swarm. Can I drop the bomb? Oh, yes, I can. Move with the groove, smooth like Gigi Dan. Who is the man? That kid there. Who is the chick with the pick in her hair? Angela or uh, Davis, and we roll like Avis. Rent a car, kid, there you are. You know where to find me whenever you need me. If you know the app, follow the path to the land of the aftermath. But don't frolic in the midst, crazy-ass Crooklyn kids. Cause they always throwing a body on my lawn. I'm getting a rock while I'm without a collar. Get off my block, boy, you give me a dollar. For the trouble, or get blown up like a bubble. Now let's take a second to think back. 